Valentine's Day should spark romance even if you've been married a long time. Today I'm talking romance in marriage because that's something to celebrate. Welcome to Something to Celebrate. I'm Amy Wiley, owner of Suburban Soiree. Join me as we celebrate, decorate, organize, host, and make life fun. Hi there, welcome to Something to Celebrate. I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm going to talk about romance in marriage. And I consulted my husband for this one and some of you for help as well. But before we dive in, I just want to remind you to hit subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you would be so kind as to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. So today I'm talking to uh, those of you who are married or maybe who want to be married someday. We're talking about keeping romance alive in marriage. Now, just right off the bat, sorry to disappoint you, I'm talking about the kind of romance where everyone keeps their clothes on. Y'all know me, I'm keeping it PG. This is not that kind of romance, not that kind of podcast, but I'm going to talk about day-to-day ways to just invest in your marriage and in your spouse. I love being married. My husband is God's greatest gift to me. Of course, it's not perfect all the time, but we really do enjoy married life. So if you have kids, you know, they tend to pull your focus and attention away from your spouse. It just happens. And also just with time, you get beyond the newlywed phase and you get into the regular day-to-day of life together. It takes intention to keep up the romantic side of your relationship. Today, I'm going to share some ideas with you, and I would love to hear yours in return. You can email me at hello at suburbansoiree.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I do have a few responses from Instagram I will share at the end of the episode, but I would love to hear your ideas. Let's jump in. I made a list of ideas, jotted down some thoughts about this, and then I asked my husband for his thoughts. I was curious how they would match up. They were very in line, and he also gave me a couple of new ideas, so here we go. It's pretty typical marriage advice to say have regular date nights, and we agree, even though it's a cliche, uh, date nights are great, but pandemic aside, with babysitters, schedules, budgets, everything about the reality of family life, you can't always pull off a weekly or even monthly date night out on the town Um, And with the pandemic, it's even harder, if not impossible. So when our kids were really little, we started doing date nights in once a week. We have it down now, and it's one of our favorite parts of the week. I will tell you the way we do this in case that inspires you. But of course, you could do it your own way. I would encourage you to put your own spin on it. So for us, it's on Sunday evenings. It's a really nice way to ease into the new week. Just pick a night that you think works for you. It could really be any night of the week. And so our kids get an easy dinner. When they were little bitty, it was like, here's mac and cheese. You're done. Go to bed early. Now that they are older, we make them make their own dinner. We're like, you're on your own. They complain about this. Oh, it's Sunday. We don't get dinner. But for me, I personally enjoy that because they see us putting the focus on our marriage, not on them. They're perfectly capable of making their own dinner. And it's that one night a week where they know we are doing our own thing. So feed your kids as easily as possible. Try to get them to bed a little bit early. And then you've got your night to yourself. We do a cheese plate, cheese and crackers, charcuterie for dinner because we usually have a big lunch on Sundays. It used to be 
going out to eat after church. Now it's at home after online church. We're not as hungry on Sunday nights. And so it has worked really well to do fun cheese and crackers a little bit later for a lighter dinner. And we've come to really look forward to that. We also tend to watch an old movie. We started doing this um, on Sunday nights when we would watch Downton Abbey and we watched Downton Abbey all the way through. It was on Sunday evenings. And then at some point we moved into really old movies, like movies from the 40s and 50s and 60s. And we really get a kick out of that. And here's the thing, you might think watching a movie together isn't the best way to connect. And I can agree that can be problematic, but something about the older movies Um, I'll tell you when we watch a normal movie or an up-to-date movie, if that makes sense, I want no talking. I have to hear every word. I'm glued to the screen and I don't want to have a conversation during the movie. However, with these older movies, they just have a slower pace. They just have lower stakes as far as paying attention and it leads to conversation. It's fun to point out the beautiful clothes or the differences in the way certain things are done in the 1940s compared to today. And so we just get a kick out of watching those old movies and discussing them as we go. Again, our kids try to complain that they are just so neglected on Sunday evenings, but I know they are seeing us prioritize our marriage, and I think that's important. Another way we did sort of a little date night at home was this year, or I should say last year, during the real height of the lockdown when we were home and the kids were doing remote learning and we were here all the time, which is still pretty much the case, but now our kids go to school. I started doing four o'clock coffee with my husband and his home office. I would bring coffee out here and we would have that together in the late afternoon and we would just catch up on the day and that was a really nice time. We highly recommend some sort of date night at home on a weekly basis. It's affordable, it's doable, and it's really nice time together. Along those same lines, when I asked my husband for his ideas, he pointed out that he really enjoys when we can just linger with our coffee on a Saturday morning and take our time and talk. You can see coffee is a favorite of ours. Or if we're able to take a walk, I think it's nice when you just have those pockets of time, especially if you are parents, that you get a little bit of extra conversation together. If you are intentional about those and if you try to recognize those times and really connect, put your phone down, um, talk to the other person, that's really valuable. I think that's something we could all focus on doing as we find those little moments to connect. The next idea is to make a point to leave little notes and surprises for each other. I thought of this, my husband mentioned it as well. This is simple, just grab his favorite candy at the grocery store, leave a post-it on his monitor of his computer. I used to mail cards every now and then to my husband's office. He doesn't go into the office anymore, but it was really fun to just send him a card that would come in his stack of office mail. You could put a note or a gift in his car. I love when my husband does this stuff for me. I enjoy doing it for him. It usually takes about two minutes, but it's just sweet and thoughtful. And certainly it's not something every day, but just a surprise now and then is always appreciated. And it invests in your marriage. It makes your spouse feel like a priority. It's sweet and thoughtful. So, you know, a little treat. Everyone loves that. Another way to be thoughtful is to take something off of their plate. We typically fall into jobs and naturally divide up chores and duties in the household over time. Every now and then, it's great to just do one of his normal jobs for him. Hopefully, he will return the favor and do the same for you. There's always a lot of talk about love languages when you get into marriage advice, and I won't get into that, but acts of service is a really great one. Think of something you could do for him, like take out the trash or whatever it is. Just do it without announcing it, without fanfare. 
That spirit of service is great to have in a marriage. Let's take a quick break and I'll share some more ideas with you. The new Valentine's Movie Night printable kit is here and ready to help you create a charming family movie night, date night at home, or just a pretty Valentine's tablescape. This kit is full of pink gingham, touches of red, and darling details. It's an instant download with everything from sweet signs to pennants, place cards, and straw flags. Head to the link in the show notes to purchase, print, and party. As you know, Suburban Soiree is all about hospitality, celebrations, and making memories. Part of that is something I like to talk about that I refer to as husband hospitality. It's the idea that your spouse should get your hospitable self as well. This is something that hasn't been in play in the same ways because of the pandemic and my husband isn't leaving to go to an office and then coming back home, but it's still good to think about. So here's what this looks like. When your spouse comes in the door, you give them your full attention and you greet them and say hello, as opposed to being buried and doing something and barely looking up. You can have nice lighting in your home. I like to have all the lamps on and all the main overhead lights turned off. Uh, Unless you're cooking in the kitchen, you have the main lights. But I love a lamp light to set a nice scene. Maybe bring them a glass of iced tea or water, have a candle burning, have nice music playing. Really make your home cozy and inviting for the people who live there. Now, chaos is normal when you have littles. When you have those toddlers, I know those days where they walk in, you're like, here's the baby, I'm going upstairs, right? But even in those years, you can still create a welcoming environment to walk into. You'll both benefit from that. Just put a little bit of thought into it. Another idea I want to throw out is just to have some pretty pajamas. Okay, listen. Stop sleeping in your old ratty college t-shirt. Okay, stop it. Stop it right now. And if you're thinking, but it's so comfortable and I don't want to spend money on fancy pajamas. Let me just tell you this. Having a really nice, soft cotton nightgown or nightshirt or pajamas with pants or shorts, if that's what you like. Having a nice, something soft cotton from Target to sleep in is a world of difference from that old ratty t-shirt. You will still be comfortable but you will feel like a new person. And it's not even necessarily for your spouse, it's for you. You will just feel so grown up and so elegant. It's worth getting a few nice pajamas. You don't have to sacrifice comfort. Again, you don't have to spend a lot of money. And it can still be basically the same idea as a big oversized t-shirt, but it's an actual nightshirt or nightgown that is pretty, maybe a little bit of lace, just some really nice soft cotton, and you will feel so much better. I have linked up some of my favorites in the show notes. I found a lot for you. Some of, I searched my purchase history and some of the ones that I really like are no longer available. So I found similar things. And then of course I want to order all of those. You don't have to have a huge collection. You can wear it over and over again, just like you do your old t-shirt or sweatshirt or whatever it is, but really having some pretty pajamas, it elevates things. You feel pretty and you will be pretty. I also love a robe. If you know me, I have a robe for all situations. I have big fuzzy robes. I have thinner robes for a summer day. I have fancy robes. I have cozy robes, but I have a couple that are really pretty and my husband likes them and I like them and you just feel elegant around the house when you're in your robe. So listen, all of these things I'm going to link up are around $20. You can spend $20 to feel like a million bucks. 
So the last of our ideas that my husband and I discussed, I almost hate to mention, and after this, I'll talk about your Instagram responses, but this one is really big to us. So I am going to throw it out there. It's hard for many reasons, but that is to travel together as a couple if you have kids without the kids. So the pandemic has ruined this for everyone, right? Aside from that, I know it can be really hard with a budget, with kids, with childcare. There are so many logistics to getting away, just the two of you. But we were talking about how those trips we've done with just the two of us were so important and so grounding for us and connecting for us. And they are such amazing memories. So if you can pull it off, even if you go somewhere in your city or you go just a 30 minutes away to get a change of scenery. If the opportunity presents itself in the future, definitely take a trip as a couple. It's so great. And it's, I share that because if you were on the fence about leaving the kids, is it good to do? Is that a good use of our time? Should we go as a family? Absolutely do it when you can, but all the grace because it is hard to do. Now I want to talk about some of your responses I got on Instagram because I certainly don't claim to be the expert on this and I love to hear other people's ideas. So some themes showed up between these responses and so I'm going to touch on the themes and I think they're all really good. So the first one is to pray together. Obviously this is so important and to pray over your spouse when you're not with them. Having a time of prayer together is hugely beneficial. Uh, We would second that. Also just doing the laundry and meals and sweet treats and cooking their favorite dinner, doing something nice every day. Those are all great. Um, There's a lot of talk about like a foot rub or a neck rub while they're working. That's really sweet. Um, One I really liked too was enjoying things he likes even if you don't necessarily care for them. And this is something that I feel like I've developed now that my kids are older and I just have that bandwidth to maybe dive into something new that when you have, you know, toddlers and babies, You don't necessarily have the strength to take on your husband's hobbies. I totally get that. Maybe you do. And if you do, you should. I've talked on the podcast before about how I've started to really enjoy Formula One racing with my husband. And that was something in the past that did not interest me one bit. And now that I've taken the time to learn about it from him and to enjoy it with him, we enjoy it together. So you don't have to love every single thing the other person loves. I think you can have your own things and enjoy your own things. But trying to connect on some of those interests really does show love and sacrifice and it can connect you in a new way. So thank you for those responses. And again, send me a DM or an email if you have other thoughts. I would love to hear them. And I hope this has inspired you to just pour into your marriage a little extra this week with Valentine's Day coming up and of course, continuing in the future. Let's take another break and I'll share my three things I'm loving this week. Are you someone who loves to host, celebrate all the holidays, and is known to add some flair to the everyday? The Sassy Napkin Society is created for you. Each month, you receive two different exclusive beverage napkin designs specific to the season and ready to put on your dinner table, with your morning coffee, or in a lunchbox. Plus, each box includes a bonus gift to help you celebrate even more. Napkins also make a perfect hostess gift to have on hand or just a little happy for a friend. Join the waitlist through the link in the show notes so that you will be among the first to know when the Sassy Napkin Society opens back up to new members. The Sassy Napkin Society, cuter than coasters and sparking celebrations. 
three things I'm loving this week. We've got a candy, a cleaning product, and another podcast. So it's always a mixed bag, and I love sharing these with you. They will all be linked up in the show notes, as will the pretty pajamas and the items from the ads in the episode today. So be sure you check those out. Okay, so I have a nightly habit. I've done this for couple years at least. Uh, My husband and I like to have a little bit of chocolate every night. So I usually have a Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cup, just one of those, and then these dark chocolate sea salted caramels that are amazing. And every night I just love it and I savor it. It's a little sweet at the end of the day. I'm going to link them up for you because these are so good. They are a delight. They would be a great Valentine's treat or just, you know, a little nightly chocolate if you want to join me in that little routine. I love a dark chocolate caramel every time. The next item is a little more practical and not as indulgent. Have you tried the new Dawn Power Wash dish soap? I know I'm showing my age that I'm excited about a dish soap, but it really is so satisfying. So it's a spray bottle and it sprays foam dish soap on your dishes. I believe on the commercials they show that you spray and then you wipe it down and then you rinse it. I use it to just spray things to let them soak or spray them before I'm gonna scrub them. I do use my dishwasher, but I have to scrub things before they go in. You know how it is. Um, It's just great because it just, you can spray it all over the place and it's really powerful. I've heard it's great for cleaning other things that it's just like a really good general cleaner. I've not ventured out into that. Stay tuned for that excitement if I do that. But I really like it if you just need a little more extra power when you're doing those dishes in the evening. So I'll link that up. Lastly, I want to mention another podcast. I got to do my first interview on a podcast last week, and it was with the lovely Amy of on Instagram. She is the Daily Hostess, and her podcast is called Conversations with the Hostess. We had such a great chat. I will let you know when it's out. But I think if you enjoy my podcast, you would absolutely enjoy hers. She does an interview format and talks to all different kinds of people who share an interest in hosting and hospitality. And really, it's about creating connection through those things, through opening your home and celebrating and hosting. And it's just, it's really good. So I think um, my episode aside, I'd love for you to hear my episode, but of course, All the other ones are great as well. So check out Conversations with the Hostess. That is all for today. I hope you are feeling romantic. Have a happy Valentine's Day and keep celebrating. Thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and I truly appreciate your five-star reviews. 